All right. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the seventh episode of the Tell Your Story podcast. My name is Q, and today's guest is Alex Ware, uh, who is an an, uh, autism acceptance advocate uh, who will be sharing his story um, and the uh, goal of the Tell Your Story podcast, as Nancy mentioned in previous, is to share stories on sexual assault and violence and violence more. More being the topic that we're going to discuss, which is autism acceptance, um, and maybe a little bit of sexual assault. Uh, we don't, uh, we'll see. Um, and it's depending on him sharing his own story of it, um, and being and stuff. So that said, Alex, introduce the viewers and listeners to uh, you, your story, and what you have been doing. Yeah, uh, so my name's Alex. I'm a fourth year student at Eastern Michigan uh, going into elementary education. I firmly believe that the one of the most important teachers you can have is a neurodiverse one, uh, someone who thinks much more differently than the normal population. I believe that's essential because it opens up the students for new learning opportunities and new thinking strategies, new learning strategies. Um, so I'm, I'm a huge advocate for neurodiverse teachers as well, specifically as teachers on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a little bit more about me. Um, I don't have many friends, but I have really good ones. Um, and really that's all you need. I know society today tells you that you need a lot of friends. Um, but really, I just go back to the core roots of how humanity has gotten this far and just that you don't need a lot of them. You just need ones who are there for you and will protect you. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That, yeah. yeah. Having really good core friends is definitely important. Um, so uh, with that said, um, so what so what made you be an advocate for autism acceptance, your journey? Um, and your own experience and what that was like? Well, um, I, I, uh, I was diagnosed about seven years before I started doing this actively. Uh, I was in 2012, it was in 2012 when I was diagnosed and I really didn't think much of it through my entire life until I got to college. Mm-hmm. Um, and I met like so many more people on the spectrum. And uh, it opened my eyes just to how common it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized that d- just how diverse it was as well, because I didn't know anybody who had autism in middle school and high school. Um, and one day I was in class with uh, one of my friends who, who had autism and he had his abnormal behaviors, I had mine. Um, and I noticed that people uh, treating us poorly in high school that kind of continued in college. Mm-hmm. Um, and it unfortunately continued a lot more from my friends than it did for me. Um, so I got pissed off about that. And I sent a post on the Indian Engage. I was like, hey, listen, um, if you make fun of people with things that they can't control, um, I mean, I can't say the exact word I put, but you're a fool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you are not very intelligent uh, for doing that, for making fun of a condition with some for that uh, most people don't even want to have, really. They didn't choose it. They deal with it. And you're making fun of them for it. And that's not right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I realized just how important the um, 
advocacy of this condition was because people really needed to understand what our brains were like. Mm-hmm. Um, and clearly from my experience in the classroom, they didn't. Um, and about a year ago, I created my YouTube channel, which is Alex's Autism Acceptance Channel, uh, which basically covers all aspects of it. Anything from uh, stemming to workforce experience to uh, how people handle punishment. Um, mm. And it's been just so intriguing, just increasing the, um, the, uh, the, the basically opening the curtain on so many things for not only my audience, but also myself. Like mm. I learned something new every single day about this condition because of like research and just being interested in it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's that's awesome. Um, so, uh, that, how how was it being able to create be being able to create uh, a space and a community surrounding just you know more education on autism, what it's like, um, also battling with the unemployment and trying to get more people employed and stuff like that. Like how so how how was that in specific, especially you know starting your own YouTube channel. And seeing just sort of like a lot of things happening as you kept on, you know, doing doing more videos and episodes and being more of an advocate over time. Yeah. Uh, well, the growth has been pretty spectacular, really. I think uh, there are a lot of people who did deep down want to hear about it, but there just wasn't many resources available for them. Um, so to me, I, I realized that going in. So really creating that channel was was quite easy. Um, and it was, I got this huge motivation boost right off the bat. And to be honest, it really hasn't gone away since. Mm-hmm. Um, because the thing about this condition, there's so much to talk about. I could be doing this for like a decade. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's uh, very important uh, for people who want the resources to be able to have them. Um, and the most important research, resource, in my opinion, is someone talking about what it's like, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, the day-to-day experiences. I don't think you can learn enough from doctors as you can from an autistic person about what it is. Mm-hmm. So um, just to give the viewers more specifics on what autism is and what it's like, can you give more like details into what it's like, especially after you got your uh, diagnosis back in 2012 and how you were able to deal with it too over time. Yeah. Well, um, first of all, I instantly uh, became a lot more clear on the issues that were happening because I was trying to like fit in with all my classmates uh, and, and I wasn't, and I was like, oh my gosh, what is going on with that? Am I, am, am I an alien or something? Mm-hmm. Uh, and because I, I didn't think anything was different about me. Um, and to be frank, I had no reason to, it, um, but it was just the classmates were treating me so much differently. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but like in those young ages when you really want to be like everyone else, it's just like, it was traumatizing. It really was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when I got that diagnosis and my mom started like researching everything, letting me know what was going on, I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That, that clears a lot up. Um, and since then, I've been able to notice those differences that autism cause, like causes that I didn't before my diagnosis. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so, for example, my ability to, like, my, my troubles with uh, having eye contact, I thought that was a totally normal thing. Um, and turns out it's not. Um, so mm. just being able to be aware of that and um, being able to be aware of that and letting people know that, hey, something's different. Here's what you need to know. And here's why I bring different gifts to the table. That's very important to have an autism diagnosis for that. Mm-hmm. So have you so um, have you been getting a lot more people reaching out to you then, asking you more questions, sending you more resources and stuff like that? Well, to be, uh, to be frank, I, I reach out to a lot of people mm-hmm. and that's how I'm able to reach out, uh, if, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So for example, I had an interview with a YouTuber with 20,000 subscribers mm-hmm. um, and it was like the, inter- the interview that I always do, like, uh, like the speech and all that. And uh, I was able to gain like 50 subscribers from that. Uh, with people who were really interested because I was just like being real, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think putting yourself out there just opens the door to so many opportunities because when you don't put yourself out there, uh, the answer is always going to be no. Mm-hmm. Like, if, is something going to happen? The answer is going to be no if you don't put something out there. But if you do put yourself out there, there's also that yes option that's added to it. So is this interview, is this TED talk going to happen? Yes mm-hmm. or no. If you don't go for it, it's always going to be no. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I like what Magic Johnson always said. Well, maybe it wasn't Magic Johnson, but he says, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I don't go for it, the answer is never going to be revealed, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's really awesome. Um, so... Uh, with with that, I mean, like, were you were you able to see like see more doors opening for you too? Then, especially being able to you know you you know being a uh, a teacher or trying to be a teacher, you know, mm-hmm. and really wanting to like ha- provide more of a diverse setting for like uh, children too, especially those who are probably on the autism spectrum and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> Like what? What was that like seeing just some like, so like many doors slowly starting to open to as you were putting yourself out there and sharing your story? Yeah, it's uh, it was a bit overwhelming because uh, the like the thing about autism, we experience sensory overload quite easily, mm-hmm. um, and that can have any trigger, and it can be no trigger at all. It can just be random. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to success that's something that a lot of autistic people get really freaked out about because it's like, there's so many opportunities and we just like to choose one path. Generally, mm-hmm. we don't like to have a lot of multiple options because then we have to think so much more. Um, and then the pros and cons get all confused and we just freak out about that. Um, so I was, I was a bit nervous about it um, at first, but, as I see these doors opening and like, as I go through it day to day, it's not scary. Um, it's, and it's quite inspirational that I'm able to get the word out there. So <clears throat> I think um, so many, cha- so many successes are based on overcoming that initial fear. 
Um, and people with autism have that initial fear for so many things. And we have to let that go um, in order to really get the word out there. And if we really want to, mm-hmm. because um, so many things come from that. And really, I wouldn't have this whole transition any other way. I wouldn't mm-hmm. have this process any other way. Oh, yeah, that's that's awesome. Especially like, you know, it definitely comes to mind when it's like, you know, it's going to be hard doing what you love because <laughs> like, you know, if if we decide to do what's meaningful for us, it's going to be hard. It's going to take a lot. It's going to, you know, push us to like our very best, but also going to bring us to our very worst too. Um, right. Yeah. Especially, especially if it's just like, oh man, I'm experiencing this all for the first time and stuff like that, you know? Well, that's, that's a common theme for pretty much every human, you know, like if you get these high goals and you mm-hmm. get them, the wins are really high, but mm-hmm. when you don't get them, the wins are the, like the losses are really bad. Um, mm-hmm. So I think uh, that affects people's ability to take risks um, and like risk that fear of failure. Um, and I believe that's enhanced for a lot of people on the spectrum um, just because of how, how the brain works, you know, like mm-hmm. we are wired to have more difficulty taking challenges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so uh, with that, was it initially hard for you to find friends that find at least good friends for you that like accept you for you and, you know, was able to, you know, be a little bit more understanding or, and, uh, or like, was it like really difficult? Like how was, how was it trying to find like a community for yourself in person? Well, when I was uh, doing that mentality where I was like, I got to have a lot of friends. This was in middle school. This is in elementary middle school. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, it was extremely difficult because I couldn't find a lot of friends. Um, But I realized that that wasn't the goal in high school. I realized that wasn't what I was supposed to be living for. Um, and I had realized that I had established those really good relationships in the very beginning. Um, mm-hmm. One of my closest friends today, like I'm, I'm, I'm almost 22. Um, and I met her when she was five. Oh, wow. <laughs> like we've been friends for 17 years. Um, and, and that's because she gets me and I get her. I mean, she, uh, she's not, she's not on the spectrum, but she is neurodiverse. Mm-hmm. Um, so I realized I had, completed that goal from the beginning uh, and that made me a lot happier um, because I think uh, the happiest day of a lot of people's lives is when they realize they can cut out so much unnecessary things Um, and one of those unnecessary things is friends who aren't really there for you Mm -hmm. once you cut those out you are a free man Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, even just the word friends is sort of like more than two because, you know, everyone has their own definition of friends or have a general idea of what friends are. But, you know, we, we typically like, you know, sort of fall short of what that even looks like or, or even how to even be a friend to ourselves, so to speak, too, you know, because mm-hmm. like, you know, we also deal with a lot, you know, again, of these substances and stuff like that, too, especially in the culture that we're in, you know, especially with digital media with like digital 
tech and being online yeah. and stuff and having everything sort of being put up on like in front of so many people's screens like looks certain like personalities being an influencer and stuff like that well. right and i will say that uh people on the spectrum are, are sort of immune to that in some sense like they're mm-hmm. immune to that peer pressure that you have to be of a certain personality um that being said it is hard to like see other people just like fall into that and just be brainwashed by that mm-hmm. uh, it's it's sad to see and um unfortunately the responsibility of getting out of that funk and like kind of being enlightened with that stuff it really is on them mm-hmm. um and to me it was quite easy uh but i know for a lot of people it's really hard to do that so mm-hmm. I I believe that if people are like in their like in their delusions and they think that what how they're living is a really good life and they're really happy, mm-hmm. I say let them live their lives that way. Um, you know, it's it, it's it's their life, not mine. Now that being said, um, if people want to live in a way that I live and like my mentality. And they want to sort of get out of that social media funk. Mm-hmm. They come to me, and, and I can I can give them the tools they need to break out of that. Awesome. Uh, but they need to be the ones to take that first step. Mm-hmm. And so, have you have you you seen people sort of reaching out to you about how to do that, especially having your own online space? Or sadly, I haven't. Um, for like the people who I'm friends with already have that enlightenment mm-hmm. um, and that kind of like breakthrough from that stress. Because mm-hmm. uh, when you break through, you realize how stressed out you are uh, about like following that. Um, and I, I really hope that people are going to be able, well, and, and again, like there are so many people who have broken free of this Um so I trust that a lot of people who were in that, um, when they met me, were able to get that help from other people because they took those steps. And the other person was like, oh, yeah, I'll help you out, whatever you need. Um, mm-hmm. And I have faith that a lot of people have been uh, rescued from that, basically. Mm-hmm. For sure. So uh, with that, how was, it, how was it like then, you know, when COVID happened? and all the mm-hmm. shutdowns and stuff like that too like how was what was your sort of like switch when it when everything sort of happened and you're you're more of your more your role as as an advocate for autism yeah well um the pandemic i was obviously uh, a bit frightened of that at first mm-hmm. and, and and i still am like i i do do everything um in order to prevent the spread of this Mm -hmm. um that being said social wise um i wasn't i wasn't really affected by it because people uh were getting really sad that they couldn't go to baseball games couldn't go to concerts couldn't like go with friends to get a slice of pizza and i was like i don't really do that in the first place so Mm -hmm. so socially speaking um that didn't really affect me. I mean, obviously I was devastated about like all the sickness and sickness and death that is happening. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that we're getting out of that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it comes to my social interaction, it pretty much just stayed the same. 
Um, now, as to how that um, developed into my autism advocacy, I actually started my channel during the pandemic because mm. um, I had really cared about that before. But in August, I was like, okay, I need to talk about this. I need a platform to talk about this. And um, the pandemic was a perfect opportunity for me to do that because I was like, okay, I'm a college student. I really want to talk about this, but I don't know that I'll have time to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and then the school load just like went down a lot. And so I was able to focus on that. And I was able to say, yeah, you know, let's do this um, because right now I have time for this. And uh, maybe when school starts up, I won't have time. Uh, and then a funny thing happened. I realized I did have time mm -hmm. and that it was just an illusion that I would have been too busy. Uh, mm. But I'm fully capable. Now I realize I'm fully capable of doing both school and, um, and this channel and this Instagram and like these interviews and all that. I'm able to do that mm. as well as do everything I need to do. Wow. Wow. I mean, that's, I mean, just, you just hearing that mentality of like, oh man, I realized the illusion of like, oh, I really have a lot of time mm -hmm. and stuff like that, especially as a college student too, because like, you know, I'm, I'm taking a break and trying to come back, as I said, right. next winter semester and stuff. But yeah, like when you're a college student, like it's a, it's, it's a time measure sort of deal, especially like when you're first starting out and stuff like that too. But yeah. It, the uh, the balance of time has to be impeccable, basically, mm -hmm. in order to succeed. And and luckily, with uh, three years of experience, I managed to do that. Um, now, the question is, would I have been able to start this channel freshman or sophomore year? And I really don't think so. I think I needed a lot of time to in order to get down that time management. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Nice, nice. So, um with everything said so what are you so what are you doing now um what do you plan to do in the future um especially with everything that's going on especially with like things that are going on on eastern's campus and stuff like that too um how yeah. you how you're going to place yourself within the community uh what where you trying to go expanding your outreach and things like that and how how much you're going to devote your time to uh, being an advocate for autism assistance. Yeah. Um, well, I would say for now, I, I'm just going to keep doing what, my, what I'm doing because it seems to be working. It seems to be reaching people. Um, like I make an Instagram post every day. Uh, every Monday, I upload a 10-minute video on YouTube. Every Thursday, I go live for 30 minutes talking about certain subjects. Um, so... I think my advocacy is, is going quite well. Um, and really, uh, when I get an idea in order to help uh, raise awareness for more awareness for this community, I do it. Um, so if any ideas are going to come up, then, yeah, I'm, I'm on board to add to that. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so uh, with that, like, I imagine you got to, you sounds like you wear a lot of hats. <laughs> Um, so, um, well, so, uh, I, oh, sorry. I don't think I do wear a lot of hats, you know, um, I, it's, it's really exhausting for me to put on multiple faces, mm. um, like this, 
like how I'm talking to you now is pretty much how I am with everything. Like mm. my job, my school, my relationship with friends. Um, I'm just kind of uh, not really monotone, but monofacial, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like th- this is how I talk. This is how I advocate. This is how I joke around. It's like, yeah. Um, that that would be my answer to that. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't think I wear a lot of hats personally. Mm, for sure, for sure. Um, so, uh, so that, like, so you, so you plan on doing this for a decade then? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I mean, there's thousands of videos I could do about this. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, so, um, are you, like, learning, like, is there, like, more and updated information that's going on that's being put out there to them um and then if so like where can people like find this sort of information on autism Mm -hmm. and stuff like that too and make sure that also like the information that they're getting is also factored too well um unfortunately some of the developments of autism uh like when i see in the news it's just bad stories Mm -hmm. Uh, about abuse and all that so I don't really find a lot of good new news like new breakthroughs Mm -hmm. Um, however I have noticed uh, some very interesting facts coming up such as about how how, uh, autism affects ethnicity Mm -hmm. Um, like like there are a lot of different um, percentages of autism depending on race and, mm-hmm. and that's very interesting. Um, and also, I've learned that um, there is a much higher um, autistic population in prison than there is in the general population. Mm-hmm. And it's quite concerning. Um, and I actually did a YouTube video about that about three weeks ago, um, like breaking down a whole article exposing the prison system about Mm. discrimination with uh, autistic prisoners. Um, And I put a lot of resources in there that people can click on and they can help. Mm. Um, And that's kind of my goal. Like uh, with these informational videos, I post the articles to what I read Mm -hmm. um, so that people know that it's legit. And I'm just like, not not spewing, like just how I feel. It's like genuine Mm -hmm. articles. so if you go to my YouTube channel and you type in and you watch like my informational videos, all the articles are up there that explain what's going on with this condition and like what you can do. Awesome, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So with those that are at least viewing this uh, podcast, I'll make sure to put a link in the description to Alex's uh, YouTube channel so you guys can go check it out. And, and I have Instagram too, but it's just more of like, a feel good thing. Just, <laughs> I post like I post positive vibes on there, and and the uh, the YouTube channel is more informational. For sure, yeah. So you hear that, folks? So I'll make sure to put both the YouTube and the Instagram into the YouTube descriptions down below. So whenever you have the chance to, after you get done what you in this video, to go check out the link, check out his channel, give him a like and subscribe. He's a pretty awesome dude. <laughs> Yeah, no problem. Uh, so uh, with that, um, I know I I know that we talked a little bit and um, mentioned about sexual assault and stuff like that. 
Um, so what is your relation to, what is your relation to that then? Is it, it what, uh, and, and what you're comfortable with sharing about that um, and stuff? Well, um, I don't have any experience of sexual assault, mm -hmm. but I do have a lot of uh, sort of emotional and mental abuse that mm -hmm. I've uh, unfortunately gone through. And I have to say it has gotten a lot better um, as the research of autism has progressed and more and more is coming out about like, hey, these people really can't control this. Stop being an asshole. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so it's, um, it's been slowly progressing. And, and I think... Um, I think this has gotten better. I, I think this is just like any other condition, you know, mm -hmm. like people start off just like really ignorant about this. Um, and as information progresses, people who are willing to learn become more and more accepting and the abuse rates and the self-harm rates go down less and less. Mm -hmm. um, and I believe we're gonna look back at this condition in 50 years and we're going to say, oh, my gosh, we didn't know anything about this, mm. you know, because the progression of the knowledge of this is progressive. It mm. keeps going. It's, yeah. it's not going to stop. Um, and really, I think that's the case with uh, pretty much everything that uh, people who have faced discrimination have gone through. Um, so, for example, before the civil rights movement, we looked at the times before that during the civil rights movement they liked at the times before that and said oh my goodness this was so messed up um but then we looked at um like we look today at the civil rights movement and we say okay this could have been worked on this could have been worked on so mm -hmm. as we get into the future we constantly see room for improvement mm -hmm. um and I don't, I don't hold any judgment uh, about people who didn't know anything about this condition in the 80s. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, really, how could they? Um, I believe, but I believe the more knowledge this progresses in, the less excuse they have for ignorance of this condition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm sorry for, like, asking that, that question to you. I know, like, uh, I know, like, in the past episodes, that have been about sexual assault and stuff like that, too. So, like, so like doing this interview is definitely like a like curve around but it's it's, it's definitely like a definitely a right turn but definitely I really like love this right turn <laughs> so to speak um, I, I really love this right turn uh so to speak I, I don't know the proper term please of just like covering more topics uh such as like mm, autism right. and stuff yeah. like that too you know and um yeah I I have all the the sympathy and compassion in the world for those uh survivors um you know i like i personally believe personally believe that only four crimes are worthy of the death penalty mm -hmm. and sexual assault is one of them it really mm -hmm. is um so really they, they deserve all the resources that they need mm -hmm. yeah, yeah definitely and you know even then like you know it's it's it, and this is something that I personally believe in, like, and I think a lot of people would agree, like, it costs zero dollars to be a decent person. Mm -hmm. like. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, this world, um, 
th- th- this world is is not in a very good position right now when it comes to uh, sympathy and understanding. I think um, like during the pandemic uh, at the beginning stages, there were signs of that short term. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that things are sort of getting back to normal, we've lost that. We really have. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I'm I'm a Christian, and um, I believe that all of this uh, suffering and all of this understanding it was caused by original sin. Um, and in an ideal world, we would look at different forms of thinking and think, oh my goodness, that's amazing. I really need to, I really want to learn more. This is, this is so cool that these, this person has these different experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not an ideal world. It's so far from an ideal world. And there are always going to be people, and, and this is important that I needed to realize when I started my channel I said, hey, I'm going to influence a lot of people. I'm going to change a lot of people's minds. But there are going to be some people who watch us and still are, are cold-hearted. And there's nothing I'm able to do about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it definitely is about, like, sort of, like, carving out our own place in the world, too, of, like, positivity and, you know, acceptance and understanding and stuff like that, too. Because, you know, whatever else. I have a wristband on right now. Let me pull it off. Um, I've been wearing oh, this. Awesome. I've, I've been wearing this ever since I, I got it at Eagle Fest. It's respect, inclusion, acceptance, and yep. uh, that's all you need to. That's all you need to do in order to have a good life. I really believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Just something just simple and just you know, like even even those three things are just like enough to you know make people feel they belonged and like something more than just like a group of friends like it's about wanting to be a part of the community like a family you know of people and that want to do good that want to help others you know especially in this day and age where we haven't done that <laughs> you well, know at least for long stretches of time too we've seen pockets of it for sure but never really long that's consistent with that and you know, it's not overshadowing all the bad, but it's really trying to prove or see the point of, like, you know, my hope and us as, like, a people, as humans, being able to be the best that we can be. Yeah. And, um, and I will say that I firmly believe that people who, like, only interact positively with people who are exactly like them, um, I believe they're they're miserable people deep down. I really do, um, because that shows that they are very insecure about themselves. Mm-hmm. Because if they see something different, they think, "Oh, um, this person's is different. How does he have the same success?" Um, and that really shows deep insecurity right there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And it shouldn't be that. It's like, oh, man, that person is doing an awesome thing. And despite what, what he has and what he's going through himself, and he's succeeding and showing, like, you can do it. Yeah. You can be successful. Like, no matter what a reflection, like, hinders you or what have you, like, you are an inspiration to so many people <laughs> at the end of the day, especially very um, busy. Yeah, and, and that's what I want to, like, teach my students because of that. Um, statistically, 86% of autistic adults are unemployed. 
Um, mm. And that's, that's a number that needs to change. Um, but at the same time, I want to teach them like the success stories of people who were able to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to say, this is what you can do despite your circumstances, like despite the world inherently being against you, because it is, mm-hmm. um, you can, you can do this. So. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And, um, and, and that's absolutely nothing against, um, neurotypical teachers. I think they are incredible, mm-hmm. but they aren't able to experience the, um, the, uh, Well, I I don't want to say like discrimination or anything, but Mm -hmm. they aren't able to experience the extra hardships um, Mm -hmm. of sort of like having a different brain than most of society Mm -hmm. Um, and having to fight through that is so hard. Mm -hmm. Um, And like people who do that, I find to be very inspiring. Um, Mm -hmm. And I hope to share my my tips and tricks to the rest of my to. like the people going into higher grades. Awesome, awesome. So with that, this will be the last question uh, before we end. So uh, what tips or advice would you have then, uh, since you're speaking of tips, uh, for like people, um, especially those that are interested in learning more about autism and be, being an acceptable advocate, uh, what are your what are your advice for those that, that do have autism and are going through like extra hardships um, and stuff like that, or those that you don't want to understand, like what would be your advice for them, for all of them? The first thing I would say to be is take your time in this process. I mean, the road to acceptance is a very long journey for people who are newly diagnosed. It takes years. Mm-hmm. Um, I got diagnosed at 12 and I was 18 before I was totally cool with it. Mm-hmm. But even my good days, it took me six years until I was okay with it on my good days. Um, so, you know, people on the spectrum, you'll have your own journey of acceptance. So take your time, don't rush it. Um, and then I would also say, act as though autism is your superpower, because if you act like it's your superpower, people are going to notice that and they're going to be inspired by that. Um, and even if you don't really believe it, you know, the fake it till you make it works really well and it's true in this situation like mm-hmm. if you like even if you're not if you act confident if you act like you know what you're doing if you act like this condition is a blessing that's going to rub off on people that's going to inspire people and that's going to end a lot of the um the uh not so nice thinking um mm-hmm. it, it, it is because the uh the expression that you give yourself, like, like um, the outward expression of how you feel about yourself, that's going to rub off on the others inevitably. Mm-hmm. Um, so once people see that you are comfortable with this, and that really they don't they don't have a reason um, to to bully and all that, because the the thing about bullies, they um, pick on things that people are insecure about. Mm-hmm. So if you tell yourself that I am not insecure about this, I'm confident those walls with bullies are just going to crumble. And then finally, I would just say, you know, this is the, this is the hand of cards that you were dealt with. 
these are the positives, these are the negatives, um, and this is what you're dealing with. So how are you going to go about that? Um, and I really hope they go about that in a positive way. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you heard that, folks, from Alex, teacher, autism acceptance advocate, and all around awesome, awesome human being. Thank um, you. <laughs> uh, I try my best. <laughs> um, with that said, guys, thank you guys for tuning in, uh, whether you're viewing or listening to the podcast. Uh, thank you for listening and hopefully you gain a lot of value and so if you like and subscribe to the podcast please do so below if you're watching this on youtube and if you're listening to this on spotify you know definitely give it a listen you know especially on a car on a, on a nice long car ride home back home to work doing homework whatever you know definitely and then also definitely check out alex's youtube channel uh what's the name of the youtube channel again it's Alex's Autism Acceptance Channel. Awesome. Awesome. So, again, if you're viewing this, I'll make sure to post this into the description, YouTube description below with a link to his YouTube channel and Instagram. Uh, YouTube is for informative. Instagram, you know, positive, feel-good vibes, you know, because everyone needs feel-good vibes, especially yes. right now. <laughs> so, with that said, thank you guys for tuning in, and I'll catch you guys next time. Thanks, guys.